Um, and then we also used it for uh, like squad automatic roll because mm-hmm. the idea is that it's a 30 out six cartridge, so it can reach across significant distances and still be extremely lethal when it gets to wherever it's going. Oh, yeah, it's, so it's, it's accurate it's, enough. Yeah, it's but, can, can, you, can you hear me now? Good because you did. Yeah, because the yeah, but I mean, like you, you need to set it up on that bipod because if you try to do that thing from the shoulder, like it's just rattling your fucking cage every damn round. You're like, holy hell! How do guys in World War II with the it's BAR? Oh, <laughs> Ohio Ordnance Factory makes yep, Ohio a Ordnance. semi-auto. Makes semi-auto yep, well, car. well, they make the full auto too. They're they're oh, yeah, the ones. But, that I mean, yeah. But yeah, you can in semi-auto, totally usable, absolutely fantastic gun. Full auto, you better have that on a bipod because otherwise <laughs> your world's just rocking, bouncing around. Your eyeballs are just jiggling because that is a huge amount of recoil, even with the recoil mitigation it has and it's lighter weight and stuff. But like the BAR World War II, they had those things. Those are just steel and wood. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's only a 20 round magazine in that. Can you imagine trying to heft anything more than that? It's like 25 <laughs> pounds. Like, <laughs> Here's a forty round drum for the no. What am I gonna do with that? <laughs> yeah, what was what's what's the way to the the, the saw the two forty nine? Uh, two forty nine. I want to say is like it doesn't seem like it's that twelve or thirteen pounds maybe. No, I think it's heavier. It's heavier than that. Because I, I watched a, a flannel daddy today. He, he was talking about the new one, and like the guy at Sig Sauer picked it up with one hand and held it like out towards the camera. <laughs> it's just like that that doesn't that's that's not supposed to that's no that's not supposed to be oh right. that's okay so unloaded 17 pounds fully loaded yeah. with 200 rounds it's 22 pounds yeah that's yeah. not so, in, not an insignificant amount of weight no it's not well it's you know like i love my 240 bravo right but the 240 bravo is a lot heavier than it might look because the guys who are generally handling it like we're we're built Ex- like we know how to players yeah, like we're yeah we're fucking linemen, all right. Like we can lift this shit without a problem. We make it look a lot lighter than it is. It's over twenty fucking pounds. Like yeah. it's a lot of weight. <laughs> it's, it is not a light gun, and it's in three oh eight. Like that's a full powered rifle cartridge in full auto from the shoulder. Like you, that's spray and pray, man. That's purely suppressive. I hope that the lead going that direction puts people's heads down. Thing, you can't actually fire that from the shoulder, really. At least not with any semblance of accuracy. It's just not going to happen. But, you know, once you get on the bipod, you lean into it. She fucking does your business. Yeah. As as they... Yeah. We'll just... Uh, I'll just say Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> it's Minecraft. the same place that I make the, the wine bottle IEDs. Fun fact, kids. You can, in fact, turn a wine bottle into a shape chart. <laughs> it's got that little bubble in the bottom, and the glass will turn into plasma. It's cool. I, I, I indirectly watched a video on TikTok about making mm-hmm. about making uh, napalm. Oh, yeah. That's in, awesome. ind- indirectly. Indirectly. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of nice. What's up, Jack? Mr. Oh, I'm too busy to join you guys tonight, but I'll be active in the chat. He sounds yeah. just like that, too, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely just like that. But uh, yeah, we're live. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. 
Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and the reuse of this podcast by anyone, everyone, except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing eminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Uh, I think this is 186 or 5 or 7 or... We're in the 180s. I think I don't know. Yeah. That was like the, I don't know. I, I I did the I did the info for this like three hours ago. I was a different person then. No. <laughs> I can't be held responsible for what me three <laughs> hours ago did. I was a different person then. So that young, was, so full of hope. Yeah, that was that was before <laughs> I, that was before I dinner. I was a different person then. Oh. But uh, yeah, just me and uh, me and Andrew. I dropped. I did drop the link to a few people, and I said, "Hey, a couple of guys backed out. If you're bored, join us." And yeah. uh, we'll see if, if anyone's bored enough to actually join us. I don't know. Probably not. Nobody likes us. <sighs> Lay yeah. sigh. Yeah, and Derek is not here because she's got to watch the kids. Because Kevin's actually by me. Yeah. <laughs> Clear up here. It sucked too because on his way through, he was like, Oh, I should stop. We can, you know, like have, have lunch or something. Hey, I'm like, Oh, the day that you're coming through to go up there is the day of my family reunion. So I kind of yep. can't. Let's um, see. What are, what are we in? What are we like three minutes into the podcast and Shell's already talking about dropping soap? Yes. <sighs> I had to say it because Christopher's not here. <laughs> you know, I can tell you like Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what's funny is I was just talking to a couple of people at the, the local bake shop today, and uh, one of them was laughing about somebody going to go see Coldplay or something and like thinking they're just like the coolest band ever. And I made that joke, and they were like, oh, that's funny. And I'm like, okay, now I feel really old and lame. And uh, it's like... Like I, I mentioned, like going to see, uh, it was like corn and mindless self indulgence and like Power Man 5K, and I want to say like Limp Biscuit was there too. I don't remember, but I went to a show that was that, and I mentioned that, and they're like, "Oh man, I remember back when they were touring." Like I, I, I always thought like, "Oh, you know, I'll get to go see him when I'm older," and I'm like, making me feel, making me feel real, real old, man. Thanks. My my first concert was Offspring and rancid on a side stage at a punk show in san francisco that would be freaking sweet yeah it was like <laughs> 1996 man i'm kind of jealous of that that uh yeah that's like i caught a couple of family values tours i caught a couple of those those are pretty freaking like nice i got to watch no doubt live which was really cool i was right up near the, the stage old no watching... the old no doubt or the new no doubt the old one the old no doubt, uh, we're like talking about uh, the original no doubt, like ju- just a girl and and yeah, I was I was gonna say being that, that close album, to the stage that album was and, fantastic. Oh yeah, being that close to the stage and watching Gwen Stefani belt, I'm just a girl, like just to this huge like it was freaking awesome. Yes. <laughs> it was such yeah. a good show. 
Hashtag crushed. Yeah, back back in the days before you know pop went super punk and I mean punk went super pop. <laughs> you mean reverse back? You mean back in the day before half the people that listen to this podcast were born? Yes, yes, back then. <laughs> no, I I made this dude. This dude was like, man, I'm like 23, and I was like, because he was talking about something about yeah, back in the 90s, and I'm like, man, you're 23, you don't even remember the 90s. Like, don't give me that crap. Like, I, I made a post on Facebook, just like, just joking around, you know. You, you, you see these these posts all over the, you know, she's a seven, but she's a ten, but right now I, I joked, and I said she's a six, but she does Darkwing Duck cosplay. Right? Hashtag Let's Get Dangerous. Yeah, I'm all about that. Right? And I was like, I was that. like, I thought that was hilarious, and like <laughs> three people got it, and then I saw so I I looked it up. <laughs> And Darkwing Duck's last episode was like December 1992. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. It's like I saw like a 25th or something anniversary edition of Invader Zim. Yeah. Um, so after, after, like, we'll, we'll, after we get done, we need to go take our Metamucils. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> this is. Check ourselves food. for corns. Do you remember when the DuckTales movie came out? I remember when the DuckTales movie came out. That was awesome. That was yep. the first movie I saw in a theater. It was great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was <laughs> the, the last the last movie I saw in a theater was Transformers 2. When my kids were 5. I think the last movie I saw in a theater was Ant-Man. Yeah. Pretty sure it was Ant-Man. Yeah, which makes us all if people are going people are, are listening to this going what yeah what? I don't know. I don't it's just, go to the it's just dust it's just dust falling out of their headphones yeah <laughs> like i don't want to go to the theaters like like why you know i could spend you know i could like get a second mortgage and then go get a couple of tickets <laughs> and a large popcorn <laughs> and two drinks or i could stay it's home <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheaper to buy a box of ammo than a large popcorn at the yeah. at the theaters. It's ridiculous. It's and you know what? I got I have a whole lineup of popcorn seasonings. I have I have ranch and I have ballpark butter and I have cheddar and I have white cheddar and I have a Parmesan Asiago with, with black uh, pepper. Really, really good. I got that's like put, that's what Shell puts on a soap. <laughs> It's helpful. No, nah, it's Parm. It's, he's fancy. It's Parmigiana Reggiana. It's the, yeah. the real Parmesan. And... He does. He does this when he says it. Yeah. The Italian <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh, speaking of Italy, if you haven't seen uh, James May, Our Man in Italy yet, which is the second one after Our Man in Japan, absolutely fantastic. Just as hilarious. No, I did <laughs> watch. I did watch the Unabomber movie the other night. Uh, I haven't seen on, that one yet. It's on, on, on Hulu. That was uh, uh it, it was like it was hit and miss. Like there was a, a lot of it that was that was like really good. It was true to what you would think. And then there's some parts of it which is what it's just it's him narrating his writing, and there's some parts of his writing that I don't jive with. Oh yeah, but, there's quite a few parts of yeah. his writing that I'm like mm. Uh, well, it's like um, I watched. A, if you haven't seen uh, Manhunt, 
the the one the second one the one that's about um eric rudolph like that one pissed me off because i'm like but there's huge chunks that you've like just changed and made up like the the whole militia yeah, like, thing like the, like the, the made ruby, that up. ruby like, ridge movie yeah like they just like made stuff up and it and it yeah, annoys yeah, me because okay yeah, and it, it annoys me because, like, I used to live, right, in Murphy, North Carolina, which is yeah. where he's originally from um, and where, you know, they almost caught up with him and where they did finally wind up catching him. Um, they actually caught him, I guess, crouched behind, like, a, a dumpster or something behind uh, a food line there in town. I totally uh, used to shop at that food line. So... <laughs> It's either there or it was Blue Ridge. I don't remember if it was Murphy or Blue Ridge, but I live both places, so one of the two. But if you if you ever want to see what the world of squil- squidbillies really looks like, Blue Ridge, Georgia, is the, in the north <laughs> North Georgia mountains. Yeah, yeah, it's not far off. It's uh... <laughs> watch the tram. <laughs> All right, where do you want to go tonight? I don't know. We had a lineup. There were things. I- I always have a lineup. I always have have links ready because that's that's what I that's what I do. Um, ooh, let's do it. Let's do a quick update. Let's do an update on Maurice Monk. Do you remember? Okay, um, October twenty twenty one, there was an an article came out about a guy who was arrested, um, over an interaction on a city bus. The guy is schizo. He has some other mental issues. Um, and he he said he couldn't breathe while wearing the mask. The bus driver tried to throw him off the bus, and there was a, scalp, a, a scuffle, and, and they ended up arresting him. And then the jail, um, there was an issue with his medications, and the jail wasn't giving him his medications. And he ended yeah. up dying after like three days in jail. All right. You remember that now? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this one. Because so wasn't in he Calif- like pleading, like in his cell too? Like he was pleading yes. for help. Yes. yes. In his cell, and they just yes. ignored him and like laughed about it. Yes. Uh, California man died in jail after staff failed to provide him with adequate medical medical attention. A lawsuit filed by his family alleges Maurice Monk, forty five, was arrested last October after swearing and threatening, after swearing at and threatening a bus driver when he refused to wear a mask. Monk's sister, Elvira, told the outlet that he suffered from mental illness and he said he couldn't breathe in the mask. Uh, According to the lawsuit filed uh, by Maurice's daughter, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce against Alameda County. Nia Nia Moore? I think it's Nia Nia Moore. Nia Moore? Nia Moore? Okay. Because there's an apostrophe, so Nia Amore, I think it is. Nia Amore? Okay. Against Alameda County, father died in Santa Rita jail despite numerous attempts by his family to get him medication that he so desperately needed. Uh, after Monk's incarceration, his sister contacted the jail and, quote, provided medical records and paperwork showing his prescribed medications and even brought the medications to the jail. The medications were to treat his high blood pressure and diabetes uh, and included regularly scheduled injections for his schizophrenia treatment. Uh, Elvira, again, his sister, would continue to send medical documents until the day after her brother died because the jail, quote, failed to advise her of her brother's passing until the day after. Yeah, they didn't even tell the family until after, yeah. he, like, the day after he died. They waited until after. Yeah. Um, let's see. And uh, eight months 
Uh, and eight months since his death, so it's eight months since October, the jail, quote, has failed to make Mr. Monk's autopsy or jail records available to the family. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that he, quote, died of heart and or blood pressure complications. Gee, you so, mean like the thing that he had fucking medication for? Yeah. Yes. But that yeah, now the, they're being sued over it. Yeah, so over over a mask, bro. I mean, over a mask. Like these, these, <laughs> these are the people that only the government needs guns, bro. They they let this guy die over a mask. Yeah, they didn't care. Like the, she 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 brought his medications and the records of his medications. Yeah. Like the the, yeah. the the paperwork from the doctor's office saying, "Hey, yes, you did this and this and that and that and this." And the jail's like, and so Dude, what, bro? you know, even I and there's nothing nice to say much about uh, any cops anywhere, but I will say that like our local county jail, if someone were to do that, they would make sure they got their meds. Like that is something they would absolutely make sure of. Like I've watched it happen because I was in jail, but I, <laughs> I watched it happen. Like they you know, make I, sure. my jail does that too. My county jail. Because they got busted and now they have a fed on staff. Oh yeah. I have no doubt. It's you yeah. know, the thing is the you know, also, and, you know also three three Antioch police officers that are currently on desk duty pending federal investigation right now. Also, mm -hmm. just putting that out there. Yeah. The you know what's funny though is I was even in jail for less than twenty four hours uh in North Georgia, uh in um the county lockup there, huh? Way back when, yeah, way back when. That's well, I mean, the jailer got fired, the two of the cops got fired, the judge got disbarred. It's a long <laughs> story, but when I was there, even no, there, no eagles were harmed in the making of the story. Yeah, that's no, this is not no, no eagles, but plenty of law enforcement. Um, at least their futures, ha <laughs> ha, fuck you, pigs. Um, but the um. The, what's funny though about it is that like even there in redneck hell you know hillbilly or hillbilly hell as i called it even there the uh jailers were still careful to make sure the people who had dietary restrictions or had meds that they needed got those so like this is what these cops did even in and of itself in the incarcer you know the world of incarceration is way outside of standard operating procedure like it's way beyond what what most people would do mm -hmm. and it's solely because they're vicious fucking nazi fucks yeah but they're the only people that should have guns yeah like it yeah you know and that's i mean but that's yeah and that's the thing is like oh only the only the police should have guns but the police are evil and racist and horrible and can't be trusted well I agree with your second part, <laughs> but your first part makes absolutely no sense in light of the second part. So <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's like a, that's like a peanut butter and tuna sandwich, bro. <laughs> that's just no, <laughs> that's that's not how this works. Yeah, like you're you're simultaneously saying that you can't trust these people, that they, they don't care about your safety, which is true, that. Um, you know that they're that the entire system is rigged against you and they're the enforcement arm which means you definitely should never allow them any major power over you right and then you go which is why they're the only ones who should be armed with firearms what 
<laughs> like you, you lost me there. There's there's a disconnect in your thinking and your processing here that I don't think you're understanding. You're simultaneously you don't trust them, but they should be the only ones with the power to kill you from a distance. I don't. Or, I'm not following. Or or inversely. Right, kill you from a distance or inversely, such yeah. as from smoke inhalation, such as the 15-year-old boy in New Mexico. Uh, police are investigating a SWAT raid that resulted in the death of a 15-year-old boy in New Mexico. Preliminary autopsy found Brett Rosinu died as a result of smoke inhalation, the Albuquerque Police Department said in a statement on Sunday. The boy, who was not the target of the raid, was inside a home that caught fire during a July 7th SWAT raid uh, in southeast Albuquerque. Quote, in our effort to track down and arrest a violent criminal, a young person tragically lost his life. Mm, that's I agree that it's, it's tragic, but it's, you know, your fault. So. Yeah, uh, that's from uh, Chief Harold Medina. Quote, I know many people in our community are hurting right now and, and appreciate everyone's patience while the incident is thoroughly investigated. If well, any we of our out actions, how to justify our actions. <laughs> if any of our actions inadvertently contributed to his death, we will take steps to ensure this never happens again. This is infuriating because they do this shit every fucking time where they try to, like, say, oops, without, like, admitting any fault or saying you know we'll we'll try and make it right like well um i will make sure that it never happened again like it <laughs> yep see oh yeah there you go there you go uh dave uh, uh .com said uh, i got fired for not wearing a mask and not making inmates wear one dave was a uh, uh worked in a jail um for not wearing a mask and not making inmates wear one cool you're yeah. a good guy sorry I yeah, mean, you, job. Like, yeah, that sucks, but yeah. like that's shit, you know, that's shitty. But you know, you gotta stand up, like good on you for standing up for what you believe in. Like that's you know, it would be I think if more cops historically had done that, more like halfway decent cops who actually like believe that they should be there to help things rather than hurt things. Yeah. Like I think that if they had actually stood up for shit, we wouldn't be in the position we're in. Unfortunately, most cops are cowards. Well, yeah, uh, police said they used a drone to drop powder irritants to, to get the, the guys to vacate the house. Uh, and then so there was some smoke and then there was fire. Oh, that sounds familiar. Wait, 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 wait. Tear gas, fire, death. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that whole quote I read about, oh, I don't know, another incident, Waco, where I went through all of those different events where the tear gas, fire, death, tear gas, fire, <laughs> death. Dave says it's all fine now. I, I I sell guns now at the local range and make the best patches like ever. <laughs> like ever. <laughs> <laughs> like ever. 
just I'm I'm still yeah. I yeah, still geek out on this match. Man, my shark, the one that started it all, bro. Like I fucking love that one. I yeah. love the shark. Still weirds me out when like if I have it on my hat and I set my hat next to the bed at night and then I look over and it's glowing. Still yeah. a little weird. I have I have one that glows too, and I see it at the at night sometimes, and it just it takes me a second. There was one that I saw the other day where it's like a, a it's like a skull with like a panorama and night vision on, and all of the little circles in the night vision glow green, mm-hmm. and like so the skull faintly glows too. And like I saw a photo of it, and I'm like, if I suddenly walked into a room and saw that, <laughs> like I'm firing, <laughs> I'm engaging the target. That's what's happening. And shoulder in the Bravo. <laughs> it's fucking scary dude like you just walk into that like ah! <laughs> can you imagine having a quick draw competition with that cult walker we were talking about dude i we're can't t- imagine yeah, trying to quick draw a cult walker <laughs> we were talking before the show about black powder and talking about the uh the old cult walkers uh, and i looked it up and they were they were four and a half pounds that's a which revolver, is, which is about a pat, which is which is like like eight or ten ounces more than the six inch barrel Smith and Wesson five hundred. Can you imagine trying to draw that quickly? <laughs> <laughs> Men were built differently in them days. Dude, I mean, they were they were all they were all five foot six, but I mean they were built differently. Are day. you kidding me? They were built that my I I still have my great grandfather's navy uniform. He served on a battleship in World War One, like. That dude was so tiny. Like, his shoulders are half the width of mine. Like, I swear yeah. to God. He was a tiny, tiny man. And yeah. he was normal-sized for the turn of the century. So, like, Jesus, dude. Like, yeah, because keep in mind, when I talk about my great-grandfather, we're only going back. They're, like, we're going all the way back to World War One, turn of the century. That, that's how far back we're going. My grandmother is 94. So, like, there's not many steps between me and quite a quite a ways back uh Alan Alan Anchor makes some good ones um what was the ones I was looking at the other day oh 30 seconds out is it 30 seconds yeah that there's a couple of them out there like that with the with the glow in the dark stuff it just command commando tray flip yeah I fucking love the some of those the um uh, OEF Nation ones are really, really nice. They're all of their, um, their, you know, like '80s baby Guat made me, and like they're they're Guat Trap Lord ones. Like I fucking love those. Like it's, wow. I'm all about that shit. The Guat right, was so, um, was a thing. Do we want to do? Wait, which one did I have set aside as the? Don't tell them about it one. Yeah, there is a beverage here though, man. Seriously, he's a white Russian. It's a beverage. I thought you're not allowed to have white Russians anymore because Ukraine. Screw them. Oh, fuck. I don't have a dog in that fucking race. All right? I don't. I don't give a shit. I hope they both lose. $40 billion, I'm just saying. Let's see. Both of the... I have I have two one two of them that I kept from you, and they'll both make you angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I do like you when you're angry. I would say actually most people like it when I'm angry. Like I've I my rants have literally gotten their own fan mail. So <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. 
Okay, okay. This one also makes me angry, so I'll read this one. Okay. Norma Thornton brought more brought more than hot meals to the homeless neighbors seeking shade in Bullhead City Community Park in Arizona. She brought love, but her daily visit stopped on March 8th when the police arrested her. Thornton because of course they did. No, hold on. We're, we're going to get into the specifics of this one. Thornton's crime was kindness. Specifically, the police accused her of having, quote, charitable purposes when she shared food on city land. Now Bullhead City is criminally prosecuting her. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A municipal ordinance passed in February allows social food sharing on city lands as long as the motive is not charity. A birthday party with family and friends would be legal, for example. But Mother Teresa and the Sisters of Charity would be run out of town. I fucking love that line. I, I saw that. I fucking love that line. But Mother Teresa would be run out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Thornton, a 78-year-old grandmother, struggles with the distinction. Some of the people she feeds are transients, but others are long-term residents she has known since she moved to Bullhead City in 2018. Thornton sits with them, learns their names, listens to their stories, and sometimes prays with them at the park on the banks of the Colorado River. Afterwards, she helps them clean up to avoid littering. Quote, when we get food, when we get together for food and to hang out, they are my friends. How is that different than if you share food with your friends? You know, as long as she pleads not guilty and she has a halfway decent defense attorney and then she marches all these people up and they all go, no, I'm her friend. Like I count her as a friend. It's a gathering of friends. At that point, it's fucking defeated. And then you sue them because this is a ridiculous fucking law. Yep. Thornton still provides meals three to five times per week, but now stops in a private driveway with the owner's permission and awaits for the members of the homeless group to come and pick up their food from her car and carry it back to the park. Quote, I miss my hugs most of all, she says. This is fucking like, that's a fantastic though. Yet if Thornton joins her friends at the park while they eat, but the police have threatened to take her to jail for the night. If she, so, so just to recap here, so she's now moved to private property, right? Which means she is not sharing food on public land for charitable purposes. Could not even be construed to be doing that because she's on private land. If she then takes a plate herself and then walks across the street to the park, <laughs> She can be arrested. Just hold on. Hold on. Do we just let's go. Let's go back to that first statement. If she shares food for charitable purposes, she can be arrested. So if I so if somebody walks up to me, right, if I'm sitting there, I'm having a little picnic. I got a little bread, a little cheese, a little wine because I'm fancy and I'm sitting there and I'm eating it. It's, and it's, then a, some dude it's, comes a, lunchable, it's a lunchable in a juice box. Yeah, and I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying it, and then somebody comes up and goes, "Hey, what kind of cheese is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's extra sharp Wisconsin cheddar." And they're like, "You know, I love cheddar. Can I have some?" Sure, and I give it to them charitably. I'm technically breaking the law in that moment. But if you and I spread out a nice blanket, sit there, have our little footsie snuggles while we eat our lunchables, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's that's totally cool. 
because but, but, but if homeless Jack that hasn't eaten a decent meal in three days walks up and we give him a little sandwich cracker, we're going to get arrested for distributing food for charitable purposes. You know, what if I use, here's the other thing too, is like, at that point, what happens if he comes up and we're like, hey man, hang out with us, come sit down, tell us your story and we'll give you some food, right? Now that's a, that's a quid pro quo now. Yes. For the food. It's not charitable anymore, right? Is that, is that not charitable anymore? Like, is that going to be okay? How, how do you define charitable? What, what is charitable at that point? What if, you know. What if my girlfriend is in Hungary and I give her some fries? Is that what if, fucking charitable? What if we're having, as mentioned in the article, the birthday party? Yeah, what, what if, if we're, we're having, having the birthday, birthday party? party and we have a bunch of food on the grill and we have the birthday cake and nobody wants to take the food home? So we do we're we just like throw away the food or do we want to give it to the homeless people that have been sitting over there for three hours that have been smelling our barbecue? Right, so we yeah, give it to the homeless people. Bam, we're going to jail for sharing food because of for charitable purposes. Yeah, are you like this is the most like at this point, like charitable the for charitable purposes is the most arbitrary bullshit. And this is how people who want to exercise maximum control phrase laws. They make them as vague and subjective as possible, so that they can go after as many people as they want to. And they can they can then you know what we need know, we need a Gadsden flag that says I'll feed who I want. Fuck you! I'll feed who I want, and yeah. like just or like come and come and get it, and it's a sandwich with like a bite out of it. There you go. <laughs> like this is fucking like, and there's so many laws like this that forbid like. If you're in a park and you're having, you know, a barbecue with friends, that's okay. But if I now my friends are homeless, magically now it's charitable and it's not, I'm not allowed to. Now I'm feeding the homeless. Like, what if I could tell you every one of their names and she probably could? What if I could be like, oh, that's Stan, that's Jack, that's, you know, uh, Roseanne, that's, you know, it, it, what if I could do that? Like, are they not my friends? I know their names. I know their stories. Are they not my friends at that point? So I'm just having to get together with friends. Fuck you. Yeah. Who are you to say that it's a charitable purpose? And how? what's wrong with charity? I'll tell you what's wrong with charity is that the state's not doing it, which is why they get so fucking pissed off. Uh, Thornton's life experiences include six months on the edge of homelessness, which gave her empathy. After her first husband died, she found herself without a job and five children ages 6 to 17. The family survived in a blue and white school bus, which Thornton fixed up like a motorhome. The family drove from Oregon to Alaska, parking at Shopping Center State Park and Backroads. Along the way, Thornton received help from many generous people. Eventually, her circumstances improved, and she purchased a restaurant hotel and a 10-room restaurant bar and a 10-room motel called the Lighthouse Inn on the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska. Overall, Thornton worked in food and hospitality for 50 years, which is where she learned to feed large groups of people. Now she wants to give back using the money from her social security checks and other charitable sources. Unfortunately, Bullhead City and other municipalities uh, frequently reject private solutions to complex social problems. Our public interest law firm, the Institute for Justice, has represented multiple clients in recent years who offered their own resources to help only to face government persecution. 
So, and then it goes on to, to uh, Kathy Hay, who received a citation when she opened a free food pantry in her backyard in Washington State. We talked about her. Uh, Sage Lewis got shut down when she allowed a displaced homeless campus to set up tents behind her commercial property in Akron, Ohio. Uh, I believe we may have skipped over that one. Um, Thornton, who will learn her fate on Thursday in Bullhead City Municipal Court. The maximum penalty for her kindness is 120 days in jail. Two years on probation and a fine of $1,431. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Two years in jail and a massive fine and probation because you gave people who were hungry food. Yes. Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Uh, she actually ends the article with, I feel like the Lord will protect me. I... <laughs> be certain that's yeah and she said i only wish i could do more the article ends up with a uh, bullhead city should get out of the way and let her mm -hmm. so erica smith erica smith ewing is a senior attorney uh and writer at the institute for justice oh okay okay cool so this is written by the institute for justice that makes sense this is i mean this is absurd like this is and the reason is because the moment that you privately, you know, that private philanthropy begins helping people, the moment that that actually happens and private philanthropy is helping other people is the moment that the state starts to become irrelevant. Yes. Because at the end of the day, the one thing, the one thing that the state has to hang on to is, but without us, who would help you? Yeah, well, that's, we, we talked about that before, but, you know, the, the government doesn't want to force you to force you to obey to follow the rules it wants you to want to obey and follow the rules so yeah. when you go outside of those rules you become an outlier you become an outlaw you become a uh, a degenerate you become you know ostracized right yeah. you get you get you get pushed off from the mob you're no longer part of the community right it's the same with social media right you you've been you've been kicked off of social media a bunch uh, I, I recently got like ip blocked on twitter um for wrong thing yeah because we dared to say things that the state didn't like. I mean, that's yes. that's what it is. We dared to say things that the state doesn't like. And then it's lackeys fine to be commanding yeah. uh, <laughs> their propaganda. You know, like Dave says, you know, don't give the peasants food. We need them to depend on us only. You know, government, probably. You know, let them eat cake, yeah. but let us be the one to give them cake. Not yeah, not but you. we're going to be guys, the ones you guys can't cake. give them cake. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it is, is, you know, like, if you go back, if you rewind time, you go back to, like, the 19th century, and you go back to, like, Victorian England and things, and you see all these private philanthropic endeavors happening, and the crown basically is going, whatever, it's not my problem. Yep. And then the people start to complain because they're like, hey, you know, all of you people in charge have a huge amount of money. Why aren't you helping too? Like you guys should also be helping. And they go, oh, you want the government to help? And so then that's what they do. And then the government starts stealing money from people to then redistribute as they see fit and going, see, we help you. You know, it's like I, I read an article yes or day before yesterday about um, um, food banks. The lines in food banks now are the same or about the same as early 2020 when when the the, the koof kicked off and everybody was forced to stay home from work so the, the 
you know, two years later, the lines are right back because of the interest, because of the interest rates and, and the food shortages and things like that. So, like, people people now are, are in need more than ever. And here's the government mm-hmm. stepping in saying, no, you can't help them. Yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah. It's you're, you're not allowed to help people unless yeah. unless you give us the money and let us do it or you get a permit and and you get our permission to do it. Yeah, and that's which is ridiculous. I mean it's it's flat out ridiculous. Can you imagine uh the Great Depression if private philanthropic gestures hadn't been allowed during the Great Depression? How many more people would have starved? How much worse things would have been? Because remember carpet, that like carpet baggers, carpet baggers literally existed because of the charity of others. Yeah. Well, right. and remember that that FDR's New Deal and stuff that that prolonged the Great mm-hmm. Depression, that that exacerbated the problem. It didn't make it any better. It made it worse. It made it last longer. And imagine if that had been the only thing. How much worse would things have gotten? How many people, how many children would have starved to death without private philanthropy? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that that's what scares the state so much about the idea of private philanthropy is that it actually makes a difference. And the state is all about theater. They're all about expanding their own power, their own control, and their own wealth while ignoring ever actually doing anything about anything as much as they possibly can. So when somebody is now using their own wealth to do actual charitable gestures, to actually help people to actually do things, the government freaks out because, oh God, people are going to realize we aren't doing anything through these millions of dollars that we have that are supposedly going towards charity. We're not doing anything. We need to put a stop to that so that people don't wake up and realize what's actually going on. Yeah, that's the, the the only power that the government really has is the, is the illusion of control, the illusion of protection, the illusion of taking care of people. Like once once people realize that they don't need the government to help each other, they don't the, the government can't protect them. It's over. Yeah. Right. What's 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 the point in the institution at that point? Um, well, yeah. And the last thing they want is for everybody to figure out that there's no reason for them to exist. Yeah. And they have 400 of them standing outside a school while their little kids are being killed inside. But yeah. they were, but they, but they remove the screams of the children from the video. So it's okay. Yeah. They remove the horrible part so that you don't realize just how horrific and indifferent they are. If I am standing there and I have a, so much as a Glock in my hand, I could have a fucking high point in my hand. That one cop, dude, like the the, the guy with the um, uh, the Punisher skull cover covers photo on his phone, right? Everybody's making fun of yep. him. His, his lawyer comes out and goes, "Oh, he was just following orders. He was texting his wife, who was inside dying after she was shot." Bro, you know what he wasn't doing you, you. You know how much worse that makes that 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 image? Yeah. That means like his, that he, he, he was he was texting his wife while she was inside the school dying, and yeah. bro just stood in the hallway because orders. Yeah, exactly. That that the makes un, it worse. The, un, not unarmed mom, the unarmed mom that was they handcuffed outside and they finally let her up. She jumped the fence and saved her kids. 
the untrained, unarmed mom jumped the fence, ran into the school, saved her kids. If three this is, angry this is, trained, this is a trained police officer, trained police officer standing in the hallway, texting his dying wife inside the school, and bro just stood there. Yeah. Like, first of all, I don't care whose kids it is. I hear gunshots and screaming children. I don't care if it's a high point in my hand or a fucking hammer. I'm running in there and I'm fucking doing something about it. The thing is, is if you had had three angry dads there with some steel fucking gym chairs, you could have ended this shit real fucking quick. Yeah. All right. Because they would have run the fuck in there and they would have beat his fucking skull in. And then the problem is fucking done. (laughs) And this would be an issue. But no. Yeah. But instead, you have 400 cowardly pieces of subhuman shit standing there who are so terrified of one guy while while listening to kids cry and scream and shots going off. And this motherfucker knows his wife is one of the people screaming in that fucking room. And he stands there and texts her instead of going in. He has a gun in his hand. He has a gun in his hand. He has a gun on his hip. He has a vest on. And he has training. That is the definition of inexcusable cowardice. Yes. Yes. It is absolutely disgusting. It is that is just slightly more cowardly than arresting a 78-year-old grandmother for feeding the homeless. Slightly. But you know what? The same people who arrested the 78-year-old grandmother would do the same thing and stand outside and do fuck all. Mm-hmm. These yep. guys want to have these Punisher fucking skulls on shit and everything else, ignoring the fact that the Punisher hates fucking cops and as a result of cops not doing their fucking job. The, the Punisher creator, <laughs> the Punisher creator said in an interview a few years ago that the Punisher exists because the cops are too cowardly to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, and and he, he absolutely abhors the fact that police have adopted the Punisher skull. Yeah. But I mean, this... Yeah. These same people who want to rock Punisher skulls and like, we are the sheep dog. <laughs> no, you're the donut dog. Um, these same fucking people, like have another Big Mac, fatty. These same motherfuckers are the same ones who will stand outside and listen to screaming, desperate children being shot and do nothing. These guys are the worst fucking cosplayers. People want to hate on people like, who, you know, throw on all their tactical gear and go cosplay in the woods running around and practicing tactics and things. You know what? 99% of those guys would have run in their guns blazing yep. to bring that yep. motherfucker down. They they get a lot of hate, but the PNW gorilla guys, they would have went in. Yeah. Are you kidding? The... the The fact that this was in Texas, the only reason that this guy didn't go down at the hands of a random dad with a pistol was because the cops stopped the random dads with pistols from going in. Yep. If the cops hadn't been there. We we covered it last week or the last episode where where the one dude borrowed the shotgun from the barber 
like mid yep. mid haircut or whatever it was and ran down there. Yeah, and he's the one who brought him down. Mm-hmm. But like oh. if you didn't have all those cops in the way and you didn't have the bootlicking tendencies that Texas has, oh, where are the rebel? Where are the independent? You guys all but fucking straight up shove jackboots up your asses. Okay, yes. don't even give me that fucking bullshit. I've been to Texas. I know how it is. Yes. All right. All right. You're not rebellious. You're not independent. If those cops hadn't been there to tell them no, they would have run in. They would have taken care of it. Everything would have been done real fucking Ricky Tick. But instead, they had to defer to the police because they're in charge and they know best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Fuck you. I'll feed who I want. Yes. I will. Uh, I will save that one, and that will be the cover it's photo. Awesome. Post this one later. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awesome. But um, uh, yeah, let's uh, along those lines. Pennsylvania 911 operator who refused to send ambulance charged in 2020 death. They refused um, to send an ambulance. Like, yeah, like the, the one thing that they're supposed to do, and she didn't do. Uh, emergency 911 operator in Pennsylvania has been charged with manslaughter for not sending an ambulance to a home where a later where a woman later died of internal bleeding. Leon Price, 50, of Waynesburg, was charged last week in the death of Diana Kronk, 54, who died in July 2020 after Kronk's daughter died 911 for an ambulance to take her to the hospital, but one was never sent. Quote, I believe she would be alive today if they would have sent an ambulance. That's Kronk's daughter, Kelly, uh, 38 years old. Uh, according to the legal filing, Price repeatedly questioned uh, the daughter about her mother would be quote willing to go to the hospital quote she will be because I'm on my way there she so she's going or she's going to die the daughter said not one and the recording price initially agreed he would request an ambulance to be sent to the residence before asking a couple more times if the woman would be willing to go to the hospital quote we really need to make sure that she's willing to go price pushed uh, no, you don't. The daughter, the daughter repeated, "She's going to go. She's going to go. Because if not, she's going to die. There is nothing else." Uh, but Price refused to send an ambulance. Um, the dialogue ended shortly after the daughter said she was about ten minutes from the home, uh, at which time Price instructed her to call them back once she had spoken to her mother. "Quote: Call me back when you get there." Okay, Price said in the recording. Call me. Um. The daughter ultimately arrived at the home, finding her mother naked on the front porch, speaking incoherently. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, she didn't go to the hospital and died the following day. No. Uh, so Price was charged with reckless endangerment, official oppression, and obstruction. So, because he didn't send an ambulance, because... She would not say if she would go to the hospital or not. Because, well, because he didn't know if she would or not for sure in his mind. Yes. The thing is, is, you know, when you're a kid, right, and you get taught that if you call emergency services, you say, I need an ambulance, that they'll send an ambulance and they just need to know where. 
they're sending the ambulance. Like you're taught that you can depend on that, that you should just dial 911. And what this guy, what this motherfucker did, and this is emblematic of the way government really is, is he was like, yeah, but do you need one? <laughs> yeah, do, do, do you really need one? Bro, if that's I'm not what you're paying to do. Yeah, if I am fucking calling 911, it is definitely because I actually believe that I like, require emergency like, services. <laughs> like she's not calling 911 because McDonald's is out of the McRib. Yeah, Bro, like, like she said, my mom is fucking dying. Send an ambulance, and they're like, is she gonna go to the hospital? Yeah, or she's fucking dying, and guess what happened? Yeah, or she's gonna fucking die, and guess what? They didn't send an ambulance, and she fucking died. Turns out, daughter was right. Yeah, like if if the government is going to exist, it should be to I don't know, send ambulances to places where they need ambulances. Like this is. But like shit like this <laughs> happens. Remember a couple of years ago, there was that big lawsuit over that 911 operator who was like eating a sandwich and like really sarcastic the whole time on the line and stuff and like didn't send anybody. And then like two people wound up like getting shot. And there's this big thing just a couple of years ago that happened. Like, yeah, there was there was, an, there was another one not long ago where um, uh, the dispatcher hung up because the, the caller wouldn't stop crying. Yeah, or the one where the guy kept swearing and he was like, I'm going to hang up if you keep swearing. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm in the middle of a life or death emergency. I'm going to fucking swear all I fucking want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swear twice as much now. Like fucking you, ambulance, you... fucking please fucking send. <laughs> yeah, are you? Oh my God. Like, dude. Oh. I'm. There is no filter. If I'm in a life or death situation, there is no longer a filter. Like the profanity will be immense and you're going to have to deal with it because uh, it's a life or death fucking situation. And I'm a little stressed. <laughs> like this is this though. Again, it's, it's emblematic. It's emblematic of this whole attitude that government and people who work for government increasingly have this big ambivalence to the common man. Oh, you're just a peasant. I work for the government. Like, there's this whole, like, power trip thing that these people get on. And this is exactly the kind of thing that happens when you allow that power trip to just continue without serious repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Repercussions uh, Dave, Dave, be, makes, Dave makes a good point. He says, he says, to be fair, people have sued because an ambulance has been called and billed. When not needed, people also call nine one one for really dumb shit. Uh, no winning when deal with the public on either. And I I agree completely. Like people have called nine one one because McDonald's is out of the McRib, right? They, they call nine one one because the power's out. Like there was an article not too long ago. They called nine one one because Facebook was down. Like that that happens. I I agree. It's completely stupid. But in this kind of situation where somebody calls nine one one, like. Caution should be on this, you know, error, error should be on the side of the caution, right? Yeah, you should. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Nine, like, like, this nine, is emergency like, response. Like, yeah, nine one one operators aren't, you know, medical diagnoses. They're not. Doctors. Yeah, they're not they're trained not, doctors. They're not. Yeah, they're yeah. not first responders. They're not. They they don't have a uh, a copy of Gray's Anatomy sitting in front of them that they can flip through <laughs> and analyze. They're not they're not Googling shit on WebMD. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah, this they're, is they're not, not what they're, they're not, doing. They're not Facebook lawyers sitting there with you know black sloths sitting in front of them. 
Yeah, there. What should be going on is if you just send the emergency services and you default on the assumption that emergency services should arrive. It's the same thing as like the default response of if there's a nine one one hang up, they try to call back. If they don't get a response, they send police to the location because who knows what's going on. We should err on the side of caution here that somebody's yeah. in trouble. Like that's that's what and your job as a 911 dispatcher is not to decide what is and isn't an emergency your job is to get the information on the emergency that the person on the other end of the line says exists and then dispatch the appropriate equipment no so all right now that all the bullshit's out of the way let's see i have three articles where do you want to go uh Three articles. What else do we have left in that was on the queue here? Oh, in that case, we have four articles. <laughs> well then, <laughs> we have to we have to save we have to save that one because it's a good laugh later. Let me talk about that. Oh, let's go to this one. Okay, okay. FBI arrest Florida man for short-barreled rifle showcases the absurdity of the NFA. Uh, did you read this one? I did not, but that just immediately that headline makes me go, oh, the NFA. Oh, you'll you'll like this one. He, the guy used to be a nine one one dispatcher. Uh, by <laughs> all accounts, by all accounts, Eunice Isaac Meha uh, was a good guy. Certainly not the type of guy who would be spending his who you thought would be spending his next two birthdays behind bars in a federal prison. Meha, a former police dispatcher who had never been arrested in his life until he knowing, unknowingly invited an FBI informant to shoot steel plates at his five-acre property near St. Cloud, Florida. So, That's why you don't invite strangers. Yeah. Um, quote, he always showed up on time, had a good personality, and always got along well with others. That's the Bonham Chief of Police, Mike Bankston. Uh, Chief Bankston said Mayha and his two co-workers were officially commended for their work during a 911 outage. Quote, he and two other dispatchers went the extra mile for an attaboy. Uh, when 911 went down, one even went to the sheriff's office and helped them. Eunice Mayha uh, was a good guy with a good personality. He got along well with others and never had any complaints. Mayha was also a licensed pilot. He dreamed of someday flying a commercial airline, but that dream ended when, he, when an informant for the FBI calls a, quote, confidential human source, or a CHS, came over to his home. Okay. This, this, is, where, this is where it gets... Andrew's going Andrew's gonna to pop a vessel on this one. Erica D. Shaw uh, is a special agent for the FBI. She is responsible for Meha's case, his arrest, and ultimately for his time behind bars. In Meha's complaint, Shaw wrote, quote... I am currently assigned to Joint Terrorism Task Force of the FBI's Tampa Division Orlando Resident Agency. In this capacity, I investigated, among other things, a criminal case relating to international and domestic terrorism. Ah, yes, the former police dispatcher who wants to be a commercial pilot clearly is a hardened radical domestic terrorist oh, he 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 is a he does have a registered nfa items so he he was known he was known he has registered nfa items he had he has suppressors we uh, talk about that in a second 
That's why they were there. That's the whole reason they're looking at him is because he has registered shit. In her complaint, Shaw never says why she targeted Meha or why the informant ended up at his home. The informant wasn't paid for setting up Meha. Instead, they were they were cooperating with the FBI to avoid criminal prosecution by ICE. Oh, gee. Hmm. The CHS is a reliable source who has, for less than one year, provided accurate and reliable information that has been corroborated by the FBI, Shaw wrote in the complaint. Quote, prior to becoming a CHS, the CHS was arrested in or about June 2020 by the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement for a charge of non-immigrant student out of status. Yes, so, Dave, we'll get to that in a second. So she's here illegally, and her out is, so then, oh, and this is how the, the government works, a member, a member of is, the Joint Terrorism Task Force is, is using an illegal. illegal immigrant confidential informant to arrest people for NFA violations. Right. So the person, the, the, the informant is looking at getting deported. The mm -hmm. informant is looking at, at charges. And this is how the government works. They charge, they threaten you and then say, well, you want out of this, you're going to have to finger someone else. Yep, you know, absolutely. a lot like, oh, I don't know, the KGB fucking GRU, the, the NKVD, the fucking yep, there Gestapo. Was a, a a couple of a couple of uh, uh, friends and 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 former associates uh, who got busted in the same situation when they busted the uh, the key card, three D printed key card guy, mm. and they uh, they went after some of, some of the people that we knew, and that was what that was what they wanted. They wanted them to flip and and turn turn informant for them. Look and, at uh, look at the story of John Delorean, right? The mm -hmm. whole reason that Delorean winds up entrapped. In that whole scheme with the coke dealer is because the guy that helped them bust him had entrapped him so that he could get out of charges yep. against him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, according to the complaint, October 29th, 2020, the informant first went to Meha's home, which Shaw describes as a 4.91 acre property with outbuildings, including a large metal garage and two post buildings. Meha invited the format via text message. The two had been texting for three months. That's key. Three months. So they knew each other for three, which means they actually knew each other longer, but they had only been texting back and forth for three months. Right? Uh, the meeting was recorded by a concealed audio device provided to the CHS by law enforcement prior to the scheduled meeting. Meha showed the informant three, glun, three guns, including a CZ Scorpion Evo 3 S1, which had a suppressor and a shoulder stock attached. The informant, quote, serendipitously, took photos of the Scorpion with a cell phone provided by the FBI. And the Scorpion only had one tax stamp on the suppressor and not on the stock? Hold on. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, the informant tried to take uh, the... 
The two shot the scorpion at metal plates on Mahu's or Meha's wood and earthen berm. Quote, the informant tried to take a video of Meha shooting the weapon, but Meha stopped him. Quote, it's not uh, exactly legal or uh, this quote, quote, it's not exactly uh, something that you want to take a video of. That's what he said. He said, quote, it's not exactly uh, something that you want to take a video of. Meha invited the informant to shoot with him a second time in November 13, 2020. So this is October 29 and then November 13. Uh, the informant took a video of Meha shooting the scorpion by using a concealed video recording device that the FBI had given him. The next, the pair, the pair next met for lunch on, on July or January 19, 2021. According to the complaint, quote, the CHS stated that the CA CHS wanted to purchase a firearm like the scorpion. And Mayha explained to the CHS that the CHS would not be able to purchase a scorpion with a stock because the stock made it a short barreled rifle. <sighs> Quote As the conversation between Mayha and the CHS continue, Mayha explained to the CHS that there was a government regulation that one is supposed to comply with to have a short barreled rifle. And Mayha suggested that they did not, that he did not wish to comply with that regulation. Which is completely reasonable, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the whole NFA makes no, especially the way that it gets applied by the ATF is this hodgepodge, random. No, fucking I mean, you can have okay, like, like you can you, you can have a a a, an, a for just go AR platform rifle. Right, you can you can have an AR platform, but it was an AR lower, AR upper. You can have a sixteen-inch barrel. And it's a rifle. You can have a 10-inch barrel, and if you have a stock on it, it's, it's a, a rifle. rifle. But if you have a pistol brace, it's a pistol. But if you have a 16-inch barrel and no stock, it's also a pistol. It's also a pistol. Yeah. But <laughs> but either one of those, if you were to put a vertical foregrip on it, it's a rifle again. Yes. It's so, so bad. It's so like, like you can, you can have, okay, you can, you can have an AR with a 24 inch barrel, which is just fucking retarded because powder burn. All, okay. Anyway, like you can have a, you can have an AR platform rifle with a 24 inch barrel and a pistol brace. It's a pistol. It's not a rifle. It's a pistol because of the stock. Not the barrel yep. length, not the functionality of it. Right. It's because but of the if, thing you put against your shoulder. Right. But if you have a C96 broom handle Mauser and you attach the wooden stock into the little slot in the back. Yes. It's now a short barreled rifle. <laughs> so the 24 inch AR that doesn't have like if it let's say it's a let's say it's a piston driven it's it's one of those cool ones with the folding side you take the stock off that's now a pistol okay that's yes. a pistol but if I have a C96 broom handle Mauser and I attach a stock to it that is now a, a rifle. rifle yes uh jack says whatever it has a chance of betting it uh then it is now certified to kill murder hornets now it's now those are one of those murder guns they talk about yes um real scary 
Well, I actually have that. I have a shirt that's got the the AR with the the chainsaw bayonet on it, and it says yep. "Real Scary." Yes. Uh, <laughs> January 2021, FBI or FBI Special Agent Shaw met with the ATF agents. Was told the ATF classifies the Scorpion as a pistol, and under federal law, attaching a stock to the pistol makes it a short barrel rifle, which requires registration and a tax stamp. ATF traced the serial number of Mayhouse Scorpion and confirmed that it was sold as a pistol without the stock. ATF also confirmed that Mayaha had two silencers, which were both lawfully registered in accordance with the National Firearms Act. A 9mm registered in, in July 2019 and a .45 registered in January 2022. Mayaha, the ATF confirmed, confirmed had no other NFA items. That the, the suppressor, right? So the suppressor is an NFA stamp unto itself. So if you have a short-barreled rifle, Right, and you want to take a CZ Scorpion and add a stock to it, or let's say you have an SP5 um, or a KP9, and you want to turn it into a short-barreled rifle by adding a stock. You have oh, to pay two hundred dollars to put the stock on, and then to add the suppressor is another two hundred dollar separate stamp, another waiting period, another license. So what you wind up with is double stamped guns, and where things get real entertaining is, however. If you purchased that as a transferable machine gun, that's a stamp. And at that point, the length of barrel and stock no longer matter. And you can, and the suppressor is still though a separate thing. So you yep. can only ever have a double stamps double stamp gun. There's no such thing as a triple stamp. Yeah. And don't, for, don't forget that, e that, each, that each stamp is a different background check. It's a different file. It's a different. FBI different serial number, different waiting everything. time. <laughs> so theoretically, to be, able, theoretically. To be able to put a stock on your pistol is a $200 tax stamp, FBI background check, and you got to wait like six months. And the reason, and it should be noted, that the only reason that the United States has short-barreled rifle, short-barreled shotgun, and suppressor laws, unlike almost every other country that allows any kind of civilian ownership of firearms uh, in, on in Europe, planet Earth. In Europe, in Europe it is, uh, you can buy a suppressor the same as you can, you can buy your firearm. Uh, and it's actually rude, considered rude, to shoot your firearm without a suppressor on it. Most of Europe. I mean, not all of Europe, but yeah. most of Europe. Czechoslovakia, yeah. for sure, or the, the Czech Republic, for sure. Um, uh, you, actually, you can... in the Czech Republic, they're legally obligated to recommend mm -hmm. that you also buy a suppressor with any given firearm you purchase um, because it's not nice to shoot them around like other people living there without it. Um, but here's the thing is like you could theoretically you buy an AR pistol, right? Completely legal. Bought the AR pistol. Don't need a license. Don't need anything. You just buy it. Now you have a suppressor. Bought that, paid a $200 tax stamp, tax stamp one. Then you go, you know what? I'd really like an actual stock on this for whatever reason. Okay, fine. Another $200 tax stamp, another six to nine month waiting period, right? After the suppressor. Now you decide you're going to buy a drop in auto sear, legal transferable one. Another $200 tax stamp, another six to nine month waiting period. Drop that in. You now have three tax stamps on a single weapon, $600 plus up to 27 months of waiting period for a single weapon that does effectively nothing any different than the original weapon did. 
Yes. Okay. Now this this is from United States District Judge Carlos Mendoza. He sentenced Mayha to 21 months in federal prison. Quote, according to evidence admitted during the sentence hearing, Mayha illegally modified a CZ Scorpion Evo 3S1 pistol with a barrel less than 16 inches long with an aftermarket shoulder stock. With this modification, Mayha illegally converted the pistol into a short-barreled rifle. Under the Federal National Firearms Act, a short-barreled rifles are required to be registered. Mayha then offered to sell his illegally modified firearm to a confidential source working in the direction of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Mayha also provided direction and instruction to the confidential source on how the confidential short court on how the confidential source could purchase the same model of pistol and modify it himself. You know what it takes to put a stock on a CZ Scorpion? Click, click, <laughs> click, click. Click. That's it. That's that's little. That's Done. literally it. That's literally it. That's, it takes it. It takes ninety five seconds. Yes. And now all of a sudden, magically, this piece of plastic makes you a felon. It's like they're fucking sprinkled with fucking fairy dust. <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous the amount of like they had yeah, three meetings with a confidential informant provided with a cell phone by the FBI cameras by the FBI on two, two different, two different shooters. Um, and, and, and put all these resources into busting a guy, one guy with a piece of fucking plastic for putting a piece of plastic on the back end of his firearm. One guy with a piece of plastic, you know, what's hilarious. Cause I asked an ATF agent this once and it was fucking hilarious. I said, hypothetically, if I had a shoulder pad that was just really long mm-hmm. and stuck out, right? It's strapped <laughs> to me and it's really long and it sticks out. And I take a pistol, an AR pistol, and I hold it up to it and fire. Is that considered a short barreled rifle at that point? And he said, no. Because the stock isn't attached. Yep, that's the you can put like you you can you can shoulder the buffer tube of an AR, and it's still a pistol. But you put a vertical piece of plastic on there, and it becomes a sock, and that's now an SBR. Right, but what I was saying is like like full on. I take a stock, Mm -hmm. an actual stock, and I attach it to straps and strap it to myself, so it's mounted to my shoulder. And I slide that tube in there and hold it when I fire. Because it's not a short barreled rifle because it's not attached (laughs) to the gun. That's first off, that would be absolutely fucking hilarious to watch. And it'd be even it'd be even funnier to watch it go through the court system. (laughs) It was never attached. I just shouldered the the missile stock. It's it's a barrel shroud. Yeah, I just shouldered uh, it. I just shouldered the pistol stock. It was never attached to the gun. I shouldered the pistol uh, stock. I just had a thing attached to my shoulder. Uh, but while we're on that subject, House panel to take up assault weapons ban legislation. This is uh, oh. uh, this is HR eighteen oh eight that uh, Dave was talking about. Um, 
the Sicilian, David Sicilian, Rhode Island Democrat. Um, which at, the bill has like 211 House sponsors. All Democrats. All Democrats. Yeah. Which is like half, literally almost half the House. But a House Judiciary lawmakers plan to consider legislation next week banning certain semi-automatic firearms, even though Democrats acknowledge there's no chance of becoming a law. The new assault weapon. Yeah, uh, the new assault weapons ban bill introduced by Representative David Sicilian, C I C I L L I N E, Sicilian, 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 Sissy. So, Representative David Sissy, uh, Rhode Island Democrat, does not call for confiscation of firearms, but the legislation would ban the manufacturing or sale of new weapons. The proposal would make it unlawful for a person to import, sell, manufacture, or transfer certain semi-automatic rifles, including those that can accept a detachable magazine and have at least one of the following military features. So one, this is important to note, though. This is important to note. One, because the 94 AWB, the one that expired in 04, that the one, the one that California is, is modeled after. Right. That one required two. Two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, including those except attachable magazine have at least one of the following military features. There's a pistol grip, forward grip, folding, telescoping, or detachable stock, grenade launcher, barrel shroud, or threaded barrel. Yeah, barrel shroud. So let's let's put in perspective for a minute what barrel shroud Gr- means. Grenade launcher. When's the last time you saw a civilian grenade launcher? I mean, like you two can't, weeks ago. You but- can't. You can buy a 37 millimeter flare launcher. You can also buy a 40 millimeter. True, true, technically. True. Technically. You can. Um, you, you can you also need a you can also 3D device. print a recoilless <laughs> launcher. I, I can't. No, it's a recoilless <laughs> beverage delivery. Beverage device. delivery system. Yes. Okay. Beverage delivery. It device. is designed to fire twisted tea cans at races. <laughs> That's what yes. it's built for. Yes. Um. I I apologize. I was wrong. Yeah, uh, it's hashtag hashtag Minecraft. Yeah the the thing is so here's the thing is there are a lot of milserp weapons out there that are semi-auto Ew. that have milserp is a bad word. You know that. Well, yeah, but they're the only way you can get in certain weapons. Um, that have the gas rings or certain diseases. Well. But they have gas rings on the barrel that are there as a grenade launcher attachment. So if you're going to use rifle grenades, that's what they're there for. This bans those guns. So if you're importing certain um, World War II vintage rifle kits, can't import them anymore because they have a grenade launcher on them. Um, the thing is, though, is too, is that like this is a single military attack so like they're saying that uh pistol grips are a military attachment yeah detachable magazines yeah yeah (laughs) which means which means that if you have adjustable stocks are a military feature (laughs) so that means that if you have an m9 a beretta m9 with a threaded barrel that has both a detachable magazine and a threaded barrel, which means it's an assault weapon and is banned. Yes. 
Mr. Sissy's bill has 211 co-sponsors, none of one who are Republicans. It's scheduled to be marked up in the Judiciary Committee on Wednesday. That's a couple days after this comes out. Uh, but Senator John Croynan, Texas Republican who led the GOP side of the nego negotiations on a significant gun control measure signed into law by President Biden last month, uh, indicates that Republicans have no plans to take up the new gun control legislation in the 50-50 Senate. House Judiciary Chairman Gerald R. Nadler told the Washington Times he is confident that the although the bill is likely to stop short in the House, it will serve as a reminder to the voters in this election cycle that the Democrats want to pass the ban and get it to Mr. Biden's desk. It should be a reminder, which is why fuck them. No, so this, I'll this has an adjustable stock. Oh my God, it's in a, it has an adjustable stock and a pistol grip. And it's a 22 caliber. It also has a threaded barrel. Oh my God, that's like three felonies. It's a 22 caliber rifle. No. Uh, oh, 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 it has a vertical grip, too. That's four it felonies. Has a it has a vertical front grip. It has a threaded barrel. It has an adjustable stock. It has a pistol grip, and it has a removable magazine. Definitely this would be completely banned under this. When my daughter was 10, she used to love to mag dump with this. Yes. Okay. That's a 22. Those are fun as fuck. Oh, these things, this is an MP 1522. This thing's a blast. The, I love this thing. Absolutely blast. It's so much fun. Just ping, 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 ping. But you got to run them um, really, really wet. Uh, and otherwise, it doesn't want to cycle because it's just straight blowback. And you got to run like CCI mini mags because otherwise, there's just not enough oomph to move the bolt properly. Um, but man, are they fun. I'm just saying, like, this is a 22, and they're going to call this an assault weapon. It's plastic. The yeah, there's, upper, there's, this there's is nothing, plastic. There's nothing special in this bill, really. It's it's no different than the 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 15 or so that Diane Feinstein has submitted. Uh, it's no different than the 94 assault weapons ban. It's just it's it another. Is, but it, it's, it it's not than the 94 because it's more restrictive. Yeah, it's worse than the Clinton era AWB. Yeah, it's, it's worse. How many how many times has Diane Feinstein submitted one? Um, she submitted one. Like she she literally has one written and sitting in her desk, and just just yeah, waits just, just waits submitting it. Just waits for a shooting to happen and then submits it. Waits for the Democrats to orchestrate another shooting, and then once that happens, no. then she does it again, and she does it again, and it keeps getting rejected, and keeps getting rejected. No, the reality is, if they pass an assault weapons ban, I am going to be excited, because oh. things are going to get spicy. Because <laughs> uh, Which brings up the next article that says that... Uh, Expert on civil war says the U.S. is heading towards an insurgency, which is the 21st century version of a civil war. No, it's the every century version of a civil war, but <laughs> 21st. No, that's what they always are, man. It's, I love when people talk about like, unlike the last civil war, you know, this is going to be an insert. Are you unfamiliar with Billy the Kid? Let me explain to the you. The only the only thing that's different is the firearms used and the technology and 
most of the most of the outlaws of the old west were bushwhackers. Wow. And if you're unfamiliar with what a bushwhacker is, look up Quantrill and his <laughs> raiders. Quantrill's raiders. Look up the yeah. James and gang. Then, yes. And uh, go ahead and look up Jesse James and that whole thing. And you will suddenly realize that uh, insurgency is the name of the game when it comes yeah. to civil wars. It's asymmetrical warfare, bro. Start reading. Yeah. Learn about yeah. it. Fourth, fourth generation. Ammo land. Emmeland has a fantastic piece on asymmetrical warfare. It's it's in their their library. They've had it up there for a while. Yeah, as Dave said in the chat, though he he pointed out, it said it could pass in the House, and the Democrats do have enough Republicans in the Senate who are rhinos, um, who could vote for it. We're basically mm -hmm. one badly timed, no. or well, <laughs> well timed shooting yes. away from um, it passing. Didn't Scudis just flip uh, a, a Delaware assault weapons ban? Yes. Well, no. Okay, so they didn't. Okay, so they, they, did they, they didn't, they didn't flip. Bruin, they, they, kicked it, they kicked it back to the to the court. Yes. I said reevaluate. Yeah, after Bruin, they then kicked that back down to the lower court and said the lower court needs to reevaluate it in light of Bruin. What that probably means is that the lower court is going to be forced to overturn it if they don't. Then it it's going to go back to SCOTUS, and once it goes back to SCOTUS, SCOTUS is going to go, well, in light of Bruin, this obviously should have gone this way, and they're going to overturn it. Um, if that were to happen, at that point, any national assault weapons ban is dead in the water because it's already basically been ruled de facto unconstitutional. Oh. <laughs> anyway. oh, now, I meanwhile, meanwhile, you have a buddy of ours from Wisconsin with the auto key card thing, and the cusp of his legal defense is to attack the NFA directly after Bruin. Mm -hmm. If he wins, and I don't know how likely that is, but if he yeah. does, if yeah, there's he all, does. There's already, there's already legislation or a uh, um, lawsuit filed on, in New York uh, with their new concealed carry uh, requirements. And if, so if this guy wins against the NFA and he overturns the NFA under Bruin, it's probably going to be appealed. It's mm -hmm. going to go up in the court. It's going to wind up in SCOTUS's lap. And SCOTUS is probably going to go well in light of Bruin. Mm -hmm. if, also... if, Scootis, if Scootis has the balls to take it on. Yeah. Remember, remember this? this, this remember, Braun, Braun was the first pro-gun move. or the, Braun was the, was, was the first firearm-related case that the Supreme Court has taken up in, in like a decade or some shit. It's like 15 years, yeah. Yeah, since Heller. But oh. but they, just like Heller, every time, every time in the past 30 years uh -huh. that, that gun laws have made it to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has said they're unconstitutional. Every single time. And that's before Clarence Thomas, motherfuckers. That's before him. <laughs> Hashtag long live Clarence. Yeah, fucking. The thing is, like, so this is this is the thing: is that every single time it's made to the Supreme Court, even when it was largely a leftist court, mm -hmm. the Supreme Court has gone against gun laws because there simply is no constitutional basis for them. Mm -hmm. literally, Bruin, the literally the opposite. Yeah, and Bruin has most recently. Um, <laughs> 
The Thomas has expressed interest in taking that case. Patron Saint Justice Thomas, patron saint of making those mad. Jesus. Oh. You really want you really want to drag that one up? I know you. No, we're not dragging that one up. That's look. The bottom line is anything that causes the United States to tear itself apart is probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, once 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 I have the money to leave, then then it can it can it can yeah. balkanize all at once. Yeah, or, it can tear itself, or it can tear itself apart. Tear itself apart, and then you can run to wherever. Um, yeah. But read hey, out, we already have a base out. of operations here. Yeah. We already have a base of operations in Wisconsin. We got the Northwoods, man. Like, yeah. that's, it's a, it out. is a pine sea of hundreds of thousands of square acres. Yeah. I'll read out bound. I'll go hook up with Lyman. Not only that, but uh, I got an in at a res. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go, I'll go but, hook up with Lyman and 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 Pastor Baldwin, and I'll be good. Oh man, I'd love I'd love to make that run. Um, but the thing is, is in light of Bruin, if the NFA doesn't get overturned at the lower court, or does get overturned at the lower court, and gets kicked up to SCOTUS, the Bruin test basically says that all of the debates about the NFA mean that the NFA was definitely a new thing and was not historically something the second the founding fathers, the writers of the Second Amendment intended oh, yeah. to have happened. The NFA was what, 100 and, or was that 68? The NFA was 1934. So 30, 34, so that's 140 years afterwards? Um, yeah, give or take. Figure 1791 was the Second yeah, Amendment. 140 years. So, yeah, the it's 140 years of established jurisprudence that said that all weapons are allowed, all weapons yeah. are free for everybody. You should oh, not be restricting them. God. And then all of a sudden that changes. I'm I'm getting hard thinking about mail order modules. And, you know, the thing is, is if the Supreme Court applies Bruin as they obviously would to an NFA challenge, the NFA necessarily, as far as I can tell, would need to go away. And it would be a en toto, meaning in total in Latin, mm -hmm. uh, in, in its entirety. So all of it must then be thrown out. And because of that, oh. that also means the GCA, as part of that particular poison tree, must also be thrown out. And the Hughes Amendment, logically oh. attached to the GCA, must also be thrown out. God, which NS, means... The, the NRA would cry. Oh, the NRA would be pissed as hell because they're full of the fucking FUDs that are that are investing in their machine gun collections. F that FPC, are drop. FPC would have the biggest party ever. Dude, I would drive to Las Vegas. I refuse to fly and probably can anyway, but I would drive <laughs> to Las Vegas to go to that party. Mm. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it would be absolutely incredible. I mean, it would be on par with the the, the repeal of prohibition, you know, and party-wise. It would be insane. Can you imagine, like, the United States suddenly allowing allowing full actual right to keep and bear arms again? God, then they be... might actually then like they might actually build a border wall around California at that point. <laughs> I hope so. I love every time Cal California. California, California would California would build the wall to keep people out. 
Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like every time California threatens to secede, the rest of the United States is like, do it. And, do it. Do and, it. I dare you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Like, yeah, it's like it's the equivalent of like the weird kid that no one invited to the party in the first place going, you guys suck. I'm going to leave. And everyone's like, and, okay. And, <laughs> do you want, do you want, do you want I, a bus? Do you want a bus token? Yeah. Like, what do you, do I need to call you an Uber? Is that what I need to do? Like, it's <laughs> fucking leave. Like, go. No one wants you. It's, we all wanted you when you had a shit ton of gold, but you don't anymore. So fuck off. It's... FPC and GOA would froth at the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. They would, no, they would, they would have so much fun. I picture Ted Nugent masturbating publicly. I don't want to, but it's in my head. <laughs> it's, it's in everyone else's head now, too. Enjoy. Misery loves company, motherfuckers. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, hey, you, wanna, you did the you Nancy want... Pelosi thing and the Margaret Thatcher yeah, was, thing to me. And bad. both of those you oh. deserve. The, okay. Yeah. All right, so, let's, let's, let's skim this insurgency article so we can get to the last one because the last one's hilarious. Uh, expert on civil war says the U.S. is heading towards insurgency, which is the 21st century, 21st century version of a civil war. Uh, an expert in the political violence says extremists could be leading the U.S. toward a modern-day civil war. Barbara F. Walter, a political science professor at the University of California, San Diego, spoke to the Washington Post earlier this year about the about the perilous state of American democracy in a far-ranging interview that trended on social media this week. Walter, the author of, quote, How Civil Wars Start and How to Stop Them, has spent years studying civil wars, investigating risk factors and the difficulties of resolution and the approaches to ending the conflicts. Experts long believe that each civil war was caused by its own unique set of factors uh, resistant to parallels or comparisons. Uh, but as methodology and technology improved, Walters told the Post that the several patterns began to emerge, two of which uh, were proved to be highly predictive. It's almost like it took academics a while to catch up with the rest of us. Hmm. <laughs> the first, she said, is a variable called anocracy, uh, A-N-O-C-R-A-C-Y. The term is a measurement used to describe several factors relating to the country's government, including how uh, uh, autocratic or democratic the country is. Uh, anocracy is measuring on scale negative 10 to positive 10, with the former being the most authoritarian and the later being the most democratic. So she's Let already flawed. Like, she, she's, she's already flawed. <laughs> Let me guess. The the uh, well, first of all, yeah, democracy is simply tyranny of the majority over the minority, and that's it's still tyranny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with the illusion of control and little else. Yeah. So uh, so negative ten to positive ten with the former. That's negative ten being the most authoritarian and the latter being the most democratic. The U.S. boasted a positive 10 rating for several years, Walter said, but was briefly downgraded to a 5. It has since boosted to an 8. <laughs> oh! Oh! The second I'm picturing the Spongebob meme with the rainbow. Imagination. <laughs> It's the, the 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 three the three Spider Man that are pointing to each other. You're a tyrant. You're a tyrant. You're a tyrant. You're you know, a tyrant. I I will say right now that already at this point, Joseph Goebbels is in his grave going, "This is what I'm talking about. This right here. It's the, you read Go my book. 
Goebbels and Darwin are sharing the popcorn bucket. Yeah, like this, they read my book. I'm very happy about this. Uh, the second mm -hmm. risk factor, according to Walter, is when people in these unstable democracies begin to organize political parties along the lines of racial, religious, or ethnic identity. Hmm. Not, not completely dissimilar from many members of the Republican parties still <laughs> towards embracing white supremacy in recent years. Ah, uh, yes, the Republican Party, home of <laughs> Clarence Thomas, and uh, oh God, oh, ah, uh, oh. yes, yes, oh. the Republicans so incredibly racist that they called a black man in the Supreme Court an Uncle Tom recently. That's that's how racist they are. It's, oh wait, wait, nope. I think I might be. I'm just hearing in my ear now. I have that wrong. Uh, reverse that. I just every every time something like that happens, I just I just picture uh, Eric Julies. I'm black, bitch. I fucking love that moment. That I I'm so happy that I was on Twitter for that moment to happen. Oh. Where that chick, like, you're just a white supremacist about just railing on oh, him. She said she, like, she said she said let let the black people speak. Yeah, and his just <laughs> short little response. I'm black, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> deleted her Twitter. Oh, I oh. fucking love Eric July. Oh, God. He's so fucking funny, man. He's so fucking funny. Vastly superior to Zuby. Yeah. Fight me. The U.S. isn't headed towards a North versus South war with the countrymen fighting one among one another among fields, she says. Instead, the country is risk as a risk in risk of insurgency, a form of civil war, according to Walter. Quote, that is the 21st century version of civil war, especially with countries with powerful governments and powerful militaries, which is what the United States is. Uh, so yes, because no civil war has ever occurred in a place with a weak government. <laughs> insurgencies tend to be more decentralized. Yeah, insurgencies tend to be more decentralized and are often fought by multiple, sometimes competing, sometimes coordinating groups. These extremists historically target infrastructure and civilians using domestic terror and guerrilla warfare. As an Irishman, I assure you, I have no idea what she could possibly be talking about. We've never done anything like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take a deep breath. Take a deep, take deep, take deep, <laughs> take deep breath and hold it. Like you, you, You've seen on TikTok, right, the tortilla slap challenge? I, I've watched a couple of videos, mostly put, involving put, chicks put, with very big boobs. But. Yeah, put something, put take take a drink and hold it in your mouth. Uh, her expertise in the ways of insurgents helped lessen the shock of the January sixth Capitol riot. <laughs> Quote: People oh. who study this, we've been seeing these groups have been around for over ten years now. They've been growing. I know that they're training. They've been in the shadows, but we know about them. I wasn't surprised. The Motherfucker, we haven't been in the shadows at all. We have t-shirt companies. Hold on. Fuck hold you. On, hold on. The biggest emotion she felt following the siege was relief. She says, or she said, Walter called the attack a, quote, gift, and said the public nature of the destructive insurgents brought, quote, this cancer to the forefront of society. Yeah. It's just, it's... Uh, just because the U.S. is exhibiting these predictive patterns, however, doesn't necessarily mean the country is headed for all-out chaos, Walter said. 
quote, I think it's really important for people to understand these countries have had two factors uh, who get put up on this watch list. We have a little bit less than 4% annual risk of civil war. That seems really small, but it's not. It means that every year these that these two factors continue, the risk increases. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh-huh. it's it's yeah, <laughs> task force igloo. Yes, the so. mean based insurgency. Oh, yeah. So the, I, I, we we just had to get through that one real quick. I don't really want to talk about it because we <laughs> talked about that before. But that art that article oh. was bad. That article was really bad. That's- yeah, that's half of our fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is this is this is what I wanted to get to. This is what I wanted to get to. Inflation is so wild. A late night NYC crowd caused $25,000 in damage and hurt an employee over a $1.75 upcharge on dipping sauce. Yeah. Also, uh, I, I want to point out, Dave pointed out in the, the comments, he said, when I said t-shirt, we have t-shirt companies, he said <laughs> patch, companies. Uh, patch companies. Also patch companies. Yes. Also patch companies. Also patch companies. We, we have, we, we are not, none of us are hiding, motherfucker. Like these people act like we're all, like these shadows. I use my real name. I just, yeah, like we're all pretty... <laughs> pretty fucking obvious about it where we stand oh, i've never it's, hit my name yeah we've all been real real fucking up front this whole fucking time okay you well, guys are just that... finally noticing that we're leveling <laughs> barrels at you <laughs> oh it seems like i saw this just... video by the way the this article that we're talking about i did see the video if you haven't seen the video yet you're like holy fucking shit seriously oh they went they went to the fucking nines bro they it's, absolutely nines. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, it seems like inflation is really getting to people. Look no further than one of the centers of the nightlife in New York City. That is the Lower East Side. The neighborhood known for outgrowing its past as a center of immigration culture uh, in the 19th century to the center of 20-something late night uh, carousing in the 21st just had a brush with consumer outrage over rising prices. Around 4 a.m. last Monday, three customers wrecked a French fry shop, causing $25,000 in damage and physically harming an employee to the extent that staples were required. The employee told the New York Post she had not left her house since she was hit in the head by the cash register. If only she had been armed. Yes. Uh, a two-minute video circulated through social media shows three women wrecking havoc at a late-night French fry shop, Bell Fries, on Ludlow Street, smiling and laughing as they did so. One woman can be seen throwing glass bottles against the plexiglass and throwing her middle finger uh, before jumping on the counter as her friend tugged his her arm to come down. Instead, she hops over to the other side. The cause? Bell Fries was charging $1.75 for extra dipping sauce. I mean, you are a fry place, and, like, it's a little ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Inflation, after all, is at a four-decade high, with the cost of food, gas, utilities, housing, and other goods up 8.6% over the past 12 8.6% was the official. It's now 9.1% is the official. Um, And we know the official is about half of the real. I would hazard. I would hazard based on my own life experience that the real number is like twenty five. Twenty five percent. That's 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 my thinking. That like that's that's what I'm experiencing here is, is about twenty five percent. 
Uh, 42% of Americans say they're struggling to remain where they are financially, citing gas prices and paying everyday bills uh, as concerns, uh, according to the university poll. Fun fact, most economists will tell you that uh, hyperinflation is unavoidable after you hit 30%. Uh, they say that uh, uh, the, the technical definition of hyperinflation is 10% in a month. So Yeah. Well, 10% a month figure, 10% a month, uh, that's 24% a year. Yeah. Um, or no, so, uh, sorry, that would be 2%. Never mind. It'd be 120% a year. I can't do math. It's cute what when you try to do math. <laughs> what am I, a math medistician or something? That's. I'm a math scientist. <laughs> yeah, um, do I look like somebody who can do math? I drink and I know things. Math is not one of them. Yes. I do know math, sadly, but apparently not right. I just, oh, God. Yeah, I, could, I, could, I could put 10 rapid on paper, but I can't use a direction. If I, if I sit there, yeah, if I sit there and, like, I, I take a, an envelope and I, I do the back of the envelope calculations, I can do math then. But if I don't have a pen and paper in my hand, like, apparently simple multiplication escapes me. I've been too dependent on calculators too long. God damn cell phones. Yes. Uh, all three women, uh, once over the counter and into the employee-only area, began throwing anything they could get their hands on, uh, aiming at the person filming. The women proceeded to break off the plexiglass shield, tear the place apart, all while the people behind them laughed, cheered, and filmed. Police arrested the three women. They are now all facing felony charges. Which won't stop them at all. <laughs> No. I mean, you know, the thing is, on the one hand, right, on the one hand, I far more sympathize and empathize with the business owners because they're simply trying to make profit and stay in business and pay their employees and everything else. And that in New York, that was what they needed to do. They needed to raise their prices that much. Mm -hmm. That's New York's a very expensive place. But on the other hand, I do understand the massive frustration of the people who like freaked out. Okay, okay, hold on. I have to. I just have to drop this breaking news. Um, three people were fatally shot and two were injured Sunday evening. That's that's today, in an Indiana mall after a man with a rifle opened fire in a food court. Um, a guy had a rifle and several magazines of ammunition. He began firing in the food court. A 22-year-old uh, who was legally carrying a firearm at the mall shot and killed a gunman. He was just barely old enough to be trusted yeah. with a firearm, according to the Dems. Let's see. Um, four of those hit by gunfire were females and one was a male. You'll notice that it didn't go very far because there was a good guy with a gun right there. Yes. So, yeah. If you depended on the police. Just, yeah, Green, Greenwood Mall in Indiana. I just I just had to bring that up because the article popped up. Yeah, if if you if you had depended on police for that, four hundred of them would have stood outside in terror as he just slaughtered people. Yes. And then the uh, hyper righties would have been like, well, but they just want to come home to their families. Yes. But there's a good guy with a gun 
right there. He was 22. He was barely old enough to even understand the dangers of a firearm, according yep. to in Cal- the, in the leftists. In California, I don't think he could legally purchase a pistol. I think you have to be 25 to legally purchase a pistol in California. Might be, might be 21. Which is so ridiculous because, like, the federal age, you have to be 21 to buy a pistol from an FFL, but to own one, you only have to be 18. Yeah. Well, but anyway, like, anyway, I do, I do, yeah, but that's that's a good guy with a gun standing right there who's able to respond to the threat immediately. Snap. And he does. Yep. Yep. And it ends the problem immediately. Yep. Yeah, Scott says constitutional carry in Indiana now. Yeah, I agree. And look at what happened. What's, what's look the at what happened. Armed society is a polite society. Yeah, and an I armed think... society is a safe society. Yeah, people talk I about mean, the, the, the Wild West being dangerous. No, the Wild West was not. No, the whole reason. Yeah, the whole reason that the OK Corral made headlines nationally was because that shit never fucking happened. Also, the OK Corral was really caused by uh, the complete authoritarian bullshit. Of Wyatt Earp, who was a murderous piece of fucking shit, yeah. and they alleged... run out of town previously yeah. and... from a previous town because he murdered someone. Yeah, and the alleged gold brick scandal, which the Earps and the McClantons were in business together on that scandal. But you I mean, won't I'm see that, Tombstone. That... Yeah, I'm not going to say that the Cowboys were good guys because they they weren't. weren't. They weren't. But <laughs> at the end of the day, the Earps were mur- were a murderous fucking gang. Who went up against another murderous fucking gang over their own personal vendetta, and now people want to turn Erp into a fucking hero, and he was a murderous piece of shit. Uh, it was an insurgency. Yeah. Well, don't forget that that fucking who was it? Ike Clinton that died with his hands in the air, saying no. Yep. And was still blown in half, nearly in half by a fucking shotgun, like. This is the, the, the gunfight at the OK Corral isn't what you think it is. <laughs> but what do we know? Anyway, let's uh, let's throw some links and get out of here, bro. Uh, buy Derek's book. It's called Think for Yourself, Thinking Workbook for Beginners. It yes. uh, is a workbook. It is for beginners. Please keep that in mind. But if you're homeschooling or maybe you never had any logic classes in school like I did, you should probably check it out. You work your way through it, and you get to learn how to think critically and think about things in the media, and that alone will open your eyes if you want to train your kids how to think correctly, and rather than teaching them how to think, teach or what to think, teach them how to think for themselves by the book. Yep, they get to think for themselves. Um, also, make sure you check out our boy Dave at Poppins Patches. And the uh, chat tonight. Awesome patches. Yep, he is in the chat tonight. He watches us. He's super awesome. He makes fantastic stuff. He had a netty patch that Jason he's also earlier. He's also bored on Sunday night watching us. Yep. Yep. He the the t shirt <laughs> that you've seen me and Chris wear that's the Boogalorian shirt. Mm-hmm. Me and Chris designed that in conjunction with him. So uh it's super cool. That's uh that's one of Dave's. Yep, that's the Ed Ed Netty one. Uh the uh redacted shark. Um, if you want that one, that was not that, that the one that got him removed from Etsy. Yeah, I believe it was. That was the one that started it all too. That was the one that I run the show and stuff and like all sorts of people wanted. And, I'm a, um, I'm a patch right now. 
Yeah, the uh, on top of that, I mean, he, he makes tons of stuff. He makes, you know, just, yeah, an enormous number of patches. They're all super cool. You definitely want to check them out. Um, the uh, the other thing, you know, like I'm, I'm currently still working with Dave on uh, those flags that I threw on Twitter before I got removed that are still on my Instagram, everything else, turning those into patches. So we have, uh, should certain things occur, you have flags. Yes. Uh, yeah, unit patches uh, based on flags for everybody in various uh, regions and things. Uh, first, identify each other. Um, also, we are an affiliate of RK Spookware. If you take plastic and you make it go bang, uh, you need metal for that. And uh, he sells all the metal components. He's got all sorts of stuff. He's got lower build kits. He's got rail kits. He's got all sorts of cool stuff. He makes the stuff himself. You can check out RK Spookware. Use the link in the description. You can support us and uh, also get the stuff that you're after. Anyway, also, if you want to care for your beard like a Viking like I do, keep it soft, supple, shiny. It smells lovely. You're going to check out thebeardstruggle.com. Use code INKEDANARCHIST15. You get 15% off of everything. They have some great new scents. They have a beard straightener. They even have stuff for ladies now, so you can get stuff for your girlfriend. If you have one, you probably don't. You loser. <laughs> anyway. Make sure you check that stuff out. Um, beyond that, uh, check us out on the alternative media. Check us out on MeWe. Check us out on Rumble. Check us out on Odyssey. Make sure you share Telegram. with your friends. Yeah, check us out Telegram. on Telegram. We got stuff T on Telegram. T.me slash AAFRTD. Right. So you can still see us. And you can still check out our cool stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, Wolf is on there now, too. And uh, we got all sorts of cool stuff going on on yep. Telegram so that we're outside of that. Chris is in here, um, but uh, the Quarterings got uh, Coffee Brand Coffee, and uh, they support also, him. And if you use the link in the description, yep, you can support him. Get yourself some uh, good-ass coffee and uh, support us. Um, and as always, guys, make sure you support your local single moms. By tipping them well, he's literally, he's literally just reading the the scrolling banner at the bottom right now, guys. Yeah, I read I, at the very end. Yeah, because I I ran out of like I'm like what else do I have? Okay then, and it's uh yeah. Make sure you support your local single moms. Tip them well. They work hard for you. All right, yeah. every day rubbing on sweaty crotches like yours, <laughs> and then going I read, home. I, their children. I read it. I read an article about a bikini barista in Western Washington. Uh, making eight hundred dollars a day in tips, dude. We are we are in the wrong business, brother. If I wore a bikini though and tried to dance on people and give them coffee, they probably wouldn't tip me. So. No, but you would make a lot of money to make you stop. <laughs> That's true. If I'm like, give me twenty dollars and I'll leave you alone, they'd be like, please, for the love of God, just go. Here's, here's forty. Just please, just please, never do this. I I'm begging you, please. Why are you doing this to me? I would have uh, I would have promoted Boo Boogie, but he also got killed off in the great uh, the great Twitter purge. So we it's real hard to get a hold of him now. Um, yeah. I am still working on my own flags though to actually get those flag designs that I had out there. Um, I found a company that I can work with for it, but it's going to take a little bit. So, so yeah, bear with me. Yeah. On that note, I guess we'll. Uh... We'll catch you next time. Peace.